Welcome to another episode of Comedy Way and Presents. With me, your host Valerie, and sometime co-hosts, Kitty co-hosts, Miss Purrington and Mookie are safely at home. We are recording live at the Fallout Theater Podcast Studio. ComedyWham.com is your place to go for features about all Austin comedy. In addition to podcasts, Comedy Wham brings you articles, album reviews, our advice column, and our festivals page featuring uh, upcoming festivals across the country and the world, and our FPIA contest page. We're best known for our events page for live comedy shows in Austin, Houston, and DFW, where 100% of the entries you see come from comics and producers. If you want your show featured on the calendar, click the Submit a Show button from the top of the home page or events page to complete the short survey. It's free and easy. Tag us on your Instagram stories and we'll share your show promo to our Instagram followers. Want to support these resources we provide? You can donate to Comedy Wham! on PayPal, Venmo, or even Patreon. Click the Support CW icon on our homepage to see the ways that you can help us. Now back to our podcast. Launched in 2016, the podcast project brings you funny people and their stories. As a fan, I like to delve into a comic's background and motivations, and we usually take a detour along the way. Consider the interview a way for you to get to know the folks that make the Austin comedy scene one of the best in the country. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review us. Today, I have rattled off uh, or I have listed off on my piece of paper the five different times that our guest has appeared on uh, Comedy Wham! Presents, including the first ever Comedy Wham! Presents podcast episode number one back in January of 2016. Remember that? Do you remember that? Sure. (laughs) I consider him a friend and we may even nerd out about Perot, just like we did that very first episode. And, uh, you know, he is, he, he is, was, I mean, it, it, it is a thing, is the co-host of Sure Thing, which wrapped up after 512 shows, or he was the co-host, but you were always the co-host. Well, anyway, this is the kind of nerdery that we're going to get into. <laughs> uh, and uh, not giving himself any break at all after the conclusion of Sure Thing, launched Fallout Tonight, which I have been describing to everybody uh, as the the best late night show that you could go check out in Austin. I am absolutely <laughs> smitten with the show. And now Comedy Way presents our six-time returning guest, Duncan Carson. That's got to be the record, though, right? I you think know? it is. Because Brennan and I did it once solo yep. each, yep. which would mean we were tied until this moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll, yeah. Just, just as a recurring, because, well, you know, Brennan moved to Portland, mm-hmm. Brennan K.O. Gray. We co-hosted. R.I.P. No. We co-hosted Sure Thing <laughs> uh, for eleven years, and we will probably, when he comes back, do like a ooh, the Sure Thing Records presents. Yeah. You know, where so I'll always be. We like to describe it as Sure Thing is the two of us. So I'm, I'm always. Ah, there you go. Thank you. Always half of Sure Thing, whatever form it may currently yeah, take. That's true, because Sure Thing Records continues to exist, mm-hmm. and over the last uh, six months, has released two. That sounds right. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Avery Moore's. <laughs> Avery Moore's. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Something else. I mean, you should year. know, <laughs> but more than I should. Much more embarrassing <laughs> than I can think of it. <laughs> to be honest, you know. Did we do anything else this year? I'm sure I feel we like. did. Or maybe you. We put well, on oh, a. You recorded Max. We, we recorded Max's second full length album in May or, or something, February. Yeah. Um, in that he's also in the works, yeah. But and it, and it, and it, some. Nice. Well, we'll we'll get into the future at the end or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, here we are. Here we are. Here you are. <laughs> seven years later. With a bra- Yeah, I know. I mean, seven years later, but I've known you for maybe not quite that 11 years that you were you ran Sure Thing, but definitely 10. Yeah, because pro- I remember 2012, as, as, as we have joked before, Sure Thing was my therapy. Yep. Um, and, and so I've been coming to the Sure Thing shows, so I, I've known you. For 11 years also? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Wild times. I really, I have no sense of time anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it gets slower and slower. I don't know. Like, really? This is, I, you know, this comes up a lot because the old thing is like, and I guess I understand that too, is you get older and I'm nearly yeah. 40, 40 in March, uh, and you have more days to compare everything to, so fractionally life seems to speed up is the idea. Yeah. But personally, I, I did this weird backwards thing where I spent my whole 20s drunk and then <laughs> spent my whole... As you do. Yeah. <laughs> spent my whole 30s like taking a little better care of myself uh-huh. and like also that's one sure thing like happened and really slowed the week down for me. Yeah. In the last three months, I've been doing this, this late night thing that is so much more brain intensive mm-hmm. and it is literally... Astounding to um, just myself and John Mendoza and Adam Schumacher, like my my head writer and like chief producer or whatever. They're we know we need to think of a good title for Adam. That's you know <laughs> we'll get into this on our podcast later. Yeah. But John Mendoza is my head writer because it just feels fun to give somebody that title. Yeah, um, but we've done thirteen shows now and we're like it's been thirteen shows. It's crazy. Yeah, it's really slowed the the month to a crawl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, for me, everything is just going racing by so fast. Yeah. And, and as the, the the time signal for that is uh, you and Brendan have watched my son grow up. Also, I have been watching him grow up. That will help. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, oh, my God, he's a senior in high school. <laughs> he's going to be graduating this year. Isn't that insane? Yeah. How did that happen? It's that damn thing time. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Your time is really about to slow down. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, there's things that I have on my bucket list that I want to do, and uh, but yeah, this is not an interview of me, Duncan. (laughs) This is turning into that, and we're gonna burn material. Grab the, you know, your show. Let's go. This is what this is what happens with friends. You just (laughs) follow the conversation. All right, fine. I'll be an interviewer. Um, All right, so let's talk. We know so much about you as uh, the Sure Thing co-host and. The the partner behind Sure Thing Records. Sure. Fallout tonight. When when can you pinpoint or can you pinpoint when you came up with this brainchild idea? Uh I suppose I could sort of pinpoint it. Oh, I mean, there's so many. There's it's like an it's an there's elements in it of all the like sort of extracurricular things I've always done, if you want to call it. Yeah. That because that was especially 2012 and, and all that when Sure Thing was starting. I came into town, um, underemployed and just <laughs> full of energy. So I was doing stand up all the time. Um, but I also started my own sort of one on one uh interview thing podcast called Sincere Tweets, uh, which ran for about a year, maybe a little more. Um, so you know, I interview people now on the late night show, and at some point in there, I did like a daily YouTube uh joke thing. Of the trending topic news, where it's just, oh, just a, a writing a writing exercise to write four or five monologue jokes a day, um, which got very little traction or whatever. 
And a couple of years ago, as we discussed on another episode mm-hmm. of this, I was doing, I, I found TikTok to be the perfect home for that. Yeah. So I did it daily again for like a year and a half and got some 40,000 followers. So that, so I knew the monologue writing joke muscle was there. Yeah. And, but, um, but to the evolution of this show, because uh, Brendan K. O'Grady knew he was going to move to Portland and he, he told me like more than a year before. Yeah. He ended up moving in December just now. Um, so I had a lot of time to just be like, what do I want to do? Mm. Like, should I just keep it going? Should I get a different mm. co-host? And the what spurred everything was knowing no matter what that the name sure thing would be leaving. Or just, you know, if I'm not hosting it with him, I have to call it something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, I was talking to John Mendoza and I was thinking maybe just something where it's all improvised because I love when mm. somebody does that like improvised stand-up format. And, yeah. Uh, and then I, I had this idea and it was, a lot of it was born of doing those daily jokes about the current news yeah. of, of just like, maybe it's some sort of like apocalyptic, it's the last <laughs> news broadcast of, ah. of like some, you know, fictional thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the, we, there's disasters and the like subtext and, and we, there's video elements, and all this sci-fi. And I could call it, um. A long time ago, uh, Katie Stone, a very funny comic, and I mm-hmm. we were we were dating at the time, and she at the Old New Movement had like a rotating sort of free variety night. Huh, okay. So she ended up Naughty Bits. Uh, you probably remember. Yeah, yeah. Was one of the yeah. monthly slots with her and Ellie Gale, right. and she did a couple others, and then the last one, last Sunday of the month or something, we tried a couple times a show called Signing Off. Uh, so I reached out to her, and I was like, oh, I have this idea for like this news. Thing and, and it's like a disaster and it's signing off would be a perfect title because it's the end of the world, uh-huh. you know? So, and then I can end it with like a very sincere speech about this. Maybe it's my last moment on earth and, and all this. <laughs> so I emailed her and she, um, she's very busy out in LA and she just replied, uh, I'll, I'll let me, you know, reply properly to this when I have time to like dig into it. Uh-huh. And then like a week and a half went by, two weeks or something, you know? And I'm not in a hurry, but like, yeah. You know, because I think she thought of that name originally. And I was like, if you need it for something, I don't want to, you know, like, that's fine. I'll think of something else. Yeah. But so I didn't know if she was going to have, like, just dibs on that name or something. And then the more I waited for her to respond, I was like, God, that sounds exhausting to, like, commit to a whole, uh, like, actual sort of sketch written conceit of, like, a disaster thing. And there's stand-up in the middle. How does that make any sense? (laughs) And then so... Before I even clarified with her, I think I was talking to John. I was just like, I'm just going to do like a late night. Like, why wouldn't I? I'm just going to put together all the things I've been doing yeah. for 12, 13 years and just call it Fallout Tonight, you know? And and some people were like, that's ah, kind of a generic name. I'm like, yeah, but that's. It keeps it simple. It's, it's utilitarian and it lets all of the personality of the show be mine, which is very <laughs> egotistical. <laughs> Um, so I finally, I reached out to Katie and I was like, Hey, actually, you know what? I'm not actually thinking about that name anymore. So if uh-huh. you want to keep it and she was like, Oh, I'd missed that question in my initial, oh, shit. <laughs> to, and to be, to be fair, my <laughs> initial email to her was like very, it was full of other, just like, Hey, how have uh-huh. you been? And you know, this and that, and, and on the side, sure things ending and all this sort of, so it was buried at the end and yeah. she didn't see me asking <laughs> the only question I actually asked. Um, so then I, I use that for the name of the podcast, which we do. After the show, ah, okay. Signing off. It's the end of the thing. We're put. We're putting all these ideas to rest. On to next week. You know. 
made it work. Yeah, so it was nearly uh, post-apocalyptic, you know, because if I... The, the nice thing about knowing it for so long was also being relatively sure that Fallout would let me try whatever I want to try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, assuming it was vaguely comedy related, you know. Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume it couldn't just be like a very serious one-man show about, <laughs> about existentialism and death oh or something. I'll, very look, on brand for you. I'll try that on a Saturday at 7 at some yeah. time, but not Friday at 9.30. <laughs> But yeah, that was so. It was probably like five months after Brennan planted the seed of of you. You know, got to choose how to move on, and yeah, and uh, a couple months before I even pitched it to Fallout, but they said yes, and here we are. Here we are. So you have John as as your head writer. Mm-hmm. John John Mendoza, funniest person in Austin winter, mm-hmm. uh, multi time Moon Tower performer or whatever, yeah. and just a guy that. Because we've we've been hanging out once a week for five six years now, huh. um, and just be you know, he's a very abstract one liner guy, and I'm a very talky conversational guy, so we've always just run bits by one another, yeah, um, to get a just a truly neutral like you would have never th- I would have never think of his bits and he would have mm-hmm. never thought of mine, um, and then my buddy Adam Shoemate uh, is also a longtime stand up originally from Dallas. Um, and he, you know, both of them to degrees, like John sort of since the pandemic and Adam since a couple of years before, kind of out of the stand-up game. Mm. But just people that I knew could help me find my voice. Yeah. Which turned out to be something relatively rare in, in stand-up, to really like collaborate with other people. Yeah. In an environment. And it was just in a, in a vibe that feels like very free of of anxiety and and. Because there's so many very talented people that, like, maybe you feel this weird competition with them. Or, right. Or, like, right. Mac Blake, he's he's kind of intimidating. You know, he's so good. Or, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. And but, but Adam and John have always found to be brilliant comedians that also, like, usually get what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's turned out to be the most organic, like, fun part of the show. It's just they're, they both... Or in places where their life where they also have two nights a week to commit to something crazy, and I'm getting them back up on stage more and more, yeah. uh, including tonight uh, after this. So that'll be fun, and uh, yeah, they're like my, uh, you know, I've been deep diving on the start of like Conan's original show. Uh-huh. They're like my Jeff Ross and uh, Robert oh. Smigel, you know, <laughs> Jeff Ross, the producer of of Late Night with Conan O'Brien, not. The other Jeff Ross. No. <laughs> Who sucks? We don't have oh. to get into it. Oh. <laughs> Throwing haymakers. Oh, boy. I'm not oh the boy. host for once. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how much, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, pain and anxiety level, where were you at uh, as as this emotional crux of <sighs> Sure Thing is ending yeah. on October 6th, I think was the date? Final show, yeah. And then October 13th, the launch of Fallout Tonight. <laughs> I, One to ten. Where were you? You know, <laughs> that's a good, I mean, tens all around. To, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, well, I, I mean, it's it's a weird kind of excitement. You know, I, I was also a ten excited for the, yeah. the new show. And the, and the last year thing was very fun as well. Kudos, um, by the way. It was it was very well done. Uh, you know, finales 
can sometimes just suck. Yeah. And I loved what you guys did, you know, and I loved how mm, I think every comic, you know, did their set, but then also spent a little bit of time telling telling the audience why sure thing was yeah. important to them personally. That was it was a beautiful night and I will you know, we booked that lineup together, but I will shout out Brendan who um cuz we did like a little bit we did like just some chat to open that that was it, the format of that finale was all of him his mm. idea because he was like let's just both come out to talk we don't do our jokes but we talk yeah. about the show maybe take questions and that it all turned out great yeah and then he's like we'll do a two-part thank you thing like some in the middle and then three more comics and then and then a wrap-up thing at the end and it was it was such a great and he like literally made a list. It was like, well, we'll thank all these and we'll uh-huh. go back and forth. And I'm like, this is perfect, dude. Cause like both with that ending and my new thing coming up, I was just in this like crazy place mentally of, of split focus, you know, like we'd been doing all these, um, we did four or five like practice writer's room nights mm. for the new show, um, starting in August. So like okay. three months before we hit the, the ground here. And each time it was like a very encouraging, like, oh, we monologue jokes. These are easy still. Um, and we could, oh, we were kind of respond to the news and think of like sort of sketch ideas and then get to this place where we'd have to actually write it. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, let's not do that. <laughs> we're, not, <laughs> we're not really doing the show, but we know we can conceive of it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but even just when the sure thing was finally over, the first like actual writer's room, I was like, oh, I have my whole brain. Here we go. Yeah. And I will say, I've done this sort of stuff a long time, and I'm not I'm not often caught off guard by things that happen like on in a show or or on stage. Yeah. And we did the you know it was some very sentimental thank yous, and I said a very sentimental thing about mm-hmm. getting to spend my whole thirties with my best friend every like all the time. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was truly not prepared <laughs> for the. The, the sold-out Fallout Theater crowd to stand up and applaud. <laughs> you know? I'm not There's getting... a lot of love in that room. I mean, you, you brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Well, and, 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 there, and I think there's also something, and I wonder what Brenda would say about this, but uh, something about, you know, we chose to stay here and start the label. And, uh, you know, he's... He's going to do a little stand-up in Portland, but it's not like both of us are about, about the, like, our solo star power thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I wonder about other paths I could have taken, and, and you know, I think I think I like living in Austin. I'm, I'm happy with this life. Yeah. But I, So I, I think at some point I was like, I've stopped pursuing standing ovations. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because I like it here, and this is a city where... I can't imagine. Maybe if I do another album, that would happen at the end. But, yeah. but it didn't happen in my first one. <laughs> you know, like that was one of the best other nights of my career. But yeah. you don't expect a standing ovation. How could you? <laughs> uh, so that was very touching. Um, and then I had to do a whole new thing the very next week. It was. It was. I'm sure I'm going to look back on it as like the craziest decision I've ever made. <laughs> but it, you know. But you're 13 in. I'm uh-huh. so glad that I've gotten. You know, it took me way too long. There's the kid has swim meets, debate tournaments, this travel. Yeah. I I hated that I I couldn't see the first, uh, but since I got <laughs> to see one, I'm like, 
I am so smitten with this show. Like, it is really good. You've been to two of them, yeah? Like, uh, two, yeah, two? Feels like more, but does, maybe that is right. Doesn't it feel like more than we've done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, it's, it's, we've only done 13. We've put so much thought into it. But, yeah. Uh, oh, the number of hours that have gone into those, you know, 13 hours, you know, on the stage. I hope it shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, or, or, it's it's just, it's it's so hard to judge it against doing stand up for so long because yeah. it's it's just um and if and if you're out there wondering what the format of the show is we're talking about I, generally as it's worked out I'll book uh, three ten minute stand up sets um so it's still half stand up or, or a little less depending on the runtime but I open with a monologue and we do at least like twenty five other minutes of like stuff we made up two days before. <laughs> Uh, so some character stuff, you know, uh, some games, some um, some improvised things, you know, trying to get more and more improvisers involved mm-hmm. in the Fallout community here, which yeah. has been very gratifying so far. But uh, yeah, you just and that and that's where people, some coworkers, other people, are like, oh, I really wish I could have been at the first one. I'm like, probably our worst one. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was great. They've all been great in their own way, but this really sort of has gained momentum. I think. Yeah. In the the way we're going about it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, don't beat yourself up, I think. <laughs> like you well, came you with know, the exact yeah, right now time. I'm like, okay, yeah. every Friday that I'm available, I'm going <laughs> to come to the show and I'm going to count the audience members. I'm like, come on, we can do this. We can do this. This is the, you know, please reward good things part of me. <laughs> well, and honestly, here's cuz that's you know, we've done 13 uh, I think we broke 40 people a couple of times uh-huh. and the rest have kind of vacillated between like like 12 to 20, you know, like, yeah, yeah. and it's always been like, oh, it's Fallout so set up for it to be a great room and, and it's a great show mm-hmm. and these are great crowds. Uh, and But as just like a host, I want to provide a better experience yeah. for, especially the stand-ups. Is the, um, but it, the, I would say that, <laughs> that week of transitioning from one to the other, yeah, because... There's all these walls in your heart yeah, against yeah. like even that standing ovation <laughs> where I'm I'm trying to be like, we're just two dudes that did a thing like yeah. many other people have done in this sure. town. And how important can that possibly be to people? And then I come the next week for my non-short thing <laughs> show and there are like eight pre-sales oh, God. for the very first one. And did any of them think they were going to be at a short thing show? Or did they get the memo? <laughs> that, that, that's what I mean. Like, sure thing meant a lot to people. Yeah. And people knew the name. And based on getting the word out about a new thing, I'm like, uh-huh. I, w- I was consistently, you know, for we did the show for 11 years. And it was well attended the whole time. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I can't be allowed to take credit for that. That seems like just lightning or something, you know, and, uh-huh. and to... to Start a new thing. Yeah. I'm like, no, I think we were doing yeah, something. Yeah, right. there you go. Good, good, good. I think we, uh, you know, I think there was a there was a reason it was successful. Yeah, and yeah. it was 99 the two of us. Yeah, <laughs> you <okay>. know, <laughs> good. So that that would be the silver lining <laughs> of the weeks, especially like the first three weeks of Fallout Tonight were like very low, yeah. and the nerves were very high, and then it started to just be like a sort of like. Full room, and I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, and we had to sort of pitch through all the, or pull past all the major holidays here and 
Yeah, that's all, true. All you that you did have to deal with a lot of that. January is always sort of a an uptick. Yeah. Based on the sure thing numbers. So we'll see. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, tonight you have your uh, very first actual guest that you're going to be interviewing. We'll keep that as a secret. Uh, <laughs> well, this will, t- <laughs> this will not come out until... Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Or After I the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So so a few weeks ago, you had me on as your first ever guest on Fallout Tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there other uh, firsts that you have kind of envisioned for, for the show? There are, yeah. I mean, I think... Um, yeah, uh, there's there's there been some fun first so far because especially as the show got going, I've done some like just cold reaching out to people that I don't even know, um, which is I would never do on your thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm I'm excited. At some point, I want to have our first like non-comedy musical guest. Ooh. Because we've had Vanilla Presley and, sure. and Tiffany Gabe from Egg Party do comedy song and very well received. Uh huh. Um, but I think it's a format where we could just be like, now here's some music, you know, mm-hmm. not like death metal or something, but <laughs> although <laughs> you know, <wow. laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> the biggest issue is switching from the early show. So we can't set up a band or anything, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but so yeah, that, that'll be a fun first when it happens. There's a couple ideas yeah. I have for that. Uh, um, I want to get more interviews after three. I have, I have a good friend that wrote a book. Um, that I just ordered, flush with holiday money. So I'm gonna <laughs> read it and bring him on, and you know he can do a signing in the lobby after. So. Yeah, yeah, just a That's lot of cool. sort of percolating things like yeah. that. But yeah, you'll be able, I do a little chatting with each stand up afterwards because mm-hmm. it's fun to have. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Friedrich, who's been a producer on the show, remember we were talking at some point over the summer. She's like, you could do like a call people to the couch thing, like. Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson. I'm like, like, how about I call everybody to the camp? <laughs> how about I talk oh, to all, true, then, how about yeah. I talk to all three for a couple of minutes yeah. and it's just like part of the show? Because <laughs> you don't need to make it even more explicit that you're like approving like of some people. Don't like that person. It's like we no longer have a headliner, but there's people I want to talk to. And there's people I don't want to talk. Um, but yeah, we were talking this week at the writers meeting and and going over a couple other ideas Mm -hmm. and then john was just like let's just interview valerie (laughs) like we haven't actually just had an actual bring somebody on as an interviewer and and like i was saying just based on adapting to doing this thing on the fly there's been a lot of like coming in with this sketch or more elaborate idea and being like let's just let people be themselves (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we're I'm just gonna have you on the show and interview about all this stuff, and I'll finally turn the tables after six years. Yeah. <laughs> finally. And if you're listening to this in the future, it went great. <laughs> That's right, it mm-hmm. did. I did fabulously, <laughs> and Duncan was a great interviewer. <laughs> well, and that's that's what's been very interesting for me, because I don't do stand up on my own show anymore. Mm. Um, so I it didn't occur to me that like oh boy. I was what I was really preparing for in while doing a sure thing, or how, the way I was preparing for this was like the beginning with the announcements, mm. or uh, the few times <laughs> like something would kind of happen and I would have to address it, and, yeah. and all this sort of madcap stuff. Because 
Yeah, uh, to if you told me 13 weeks ago, I would be this confident in like the just chatting improvised yeah. aspect of everything. I'd be like, all right, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, you spend 16 years doing stand-up, you have a safety net, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what's the next bit? Yeah. 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 And now, we're, now we're just throwing ourselves into the water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the burning question in my mind, you, oh. you talked about music, and I know that you are a self-taught keyboardist and singer. Mm-hmm. Have I missed the shows where you have brought your keyboard to the stage <sighs> and sung a, sung a tune? I will tell you... That has not yet happened. Okay. But on the second show, I did play a song at the end <laughs> um, for a, a somewhat confused eight or nine or ten people. <laughs> uh, so I, was, I wrote a little song to close the show in a very hammy, sincere way. Uh-huh. Um, and that's that's the only time I have played music on it. So. Uh, okay. Although I did a storytelling show here called, or it's like, Ask Cat, where it's Jess Lynette's show, Teenage Dirtbag, here at Fallout, I did uh, last Wednesday, okay, nine days ago, and uh, it's like you tell stories about high school, so my first story was uh, when I was 15, I tried to karaoke, it was the first time I ever went on stage, it was just like at a random day festival, and I was like, I'm going to go sing Closing Time by Semisonic, because mm. that's my jam, and uh-huh. I love that band. <laughs> And I, in the chorus, I could not hit that. No, mm-hmm. and I fucked it up like sixteen times. <laughs> it was very embarrassing. Blah blah blah. I didn't go on stage again until I was twenty-one for stand-up. And, uh, so I was like, "Oh boy, can I play closing time on the guitar <laughs> to close the show and like uh-huh. finally like get it right?" And uh-huh. she was like, "Of course, you know." And it's very very fun. The crowd sang along. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. Uh, when the next like right idea presents itself, that will inevitably end up yeah. on Fallout tonight. But it's still even like a comedic idea for a song singing to people. It's very sincere, you know. It's got to be the right. Yeah, yeah. Oof, if that's a burning question, it's still a simmering concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of execution. So this is Outside Observer. Obviously, I went to a lot of Sure Thing shows. Sure. I've gone to a couple of Fallout Tonight. Sure Thing to me was very much about the structure of the two of you alternate your stand-up sets, and then we go bam, 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 you know, stand-up, stand-up, stand-up headliner. Sure. Do you feel, like I know there's there's a structure, and you're, you're investing the time with the writers meeting, but... Uh, do you feel like there's as much structure with Fallout tonight, or do you feel like it's a lot looser, and that's kind of where you're gaining some of that confidence because you're like, yeah, I'm trusting myself. You've got a team that trusts you, that helps you feel like you trust yourself to be on stage and just do that improvised interview, do the the monologues and roll with what's going on in the in the audience. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of structure. There's more in a, in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's um, I'm I've yet to really reach or like have an out of towner on the show or something. Mm-hmm. But it, at some point, I need to work up like a boilerplate. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I need to know well in advance if you have like an early or late out or whatever. Because there's even less flexibility than the sure thing 
of like if you're running late. Oh, yeah. Or because yeah. the stand ups go at three very specific times ah. during a runtime that we've planned out. Okay. Um, there is a little bit of, there was a night somebody was still not quite here and it was literally like, well, we could just play apples doubles first. I got like, <laughs> but I do make a whole run of show like document for the tech saying this is all specifically going to happen in this order. Ah. Um, because just as a hack for like production elements, I make a, I have a Spotify playlist of any like sound cues oh. that are on the show, Okay, which sometimes is a lot. Sometimes it's all intro songs or whatever. Um, so I just tell them like follow it along. They're sort of tied together. So mm-hmm. I would I would really feel for the tech if we had to switch it up at the last minute, yeah. but we could do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Then I'm going to turn this into a major compliment to you and what you've accomplished because you know how they say a, a mark of a good stand up is when you feel like they're just having a conversation with you. Like it just feels like it's not a planned thing at all. Sure. Yeah. Well. The shows that I've seen, it's like, okay, there's, you know, this is happening. I, I get a stand up and then there's an interview and then we've got the little sketch, but it feels very loose. And it doesn't, f- I, this might come no, no. off no, as no, a no, backhanded no, no. compliment. It doesn't feel planned. Thank it you. just all feels very natural and you roll with what's going on. And I'm like, oh my God, there, there's actually, a, you know, timestamps of when things, specific things <laughs> happen. And I'm like, as an audience member, I had no idea. Okay. All so right. All right. You you and your team have have managed to create something that feels very natural and organic and not okay, and now we must do this. <laughs> okay, 5 minutes have passed and now we must do this. <laughs> that's well that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And it, and especially having three very dependable 10 minute blocks of stand up. Yeah. And then basically we're just doing that and killing time in between. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, we do a little thing between monologue jokes and the first stand-up. Yeah. We always come up with some sort of more conceptual uh-huh. thing, because I'd hate to just be like, here are eight unproven jokes, and now I've got, you know, yeah. you need a little buffer there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's been the formula every week, is we have to think of something to do between the monologue and the first stand-up, and then two more things to do yeah. in between the other two, you know, interstitial parts. Yeah. And sometimes that's like multiple short things, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's almost like a self-dictating structure that's, like, very loose, and um, that's a that's a great compliment. That's exactly what we're going for yeah. is this atmosphere of, like, folks, you know, it's almost the holidays. We thought we'd talk to an elf. Yeah. We had Garrett Buss <laughs> play an elf, right? Uh, yeah. And there's what, I, what, what we found the, the most, you know, we, when we have, like, a, a character bet, uh-huh. Uh, again, because as we've been discussing, we don't have time to, we don't have cue cards. I don't want to make myself and somebody else memorize a whole two thing. Yeah. Brendan will tell you on the third show, he wrote basically the whole thing. And I forgot 80% of what I was supposed to <laughs> Uh <laughs> Like I even forgot the beats, you know what I mean? Like, not let alone the words, but it, it had like two turns to it. And I was like, oh yeah, that part. Uh <laughs> So we've been, when we have like a character thing, it'll be like, here's how I'm going to bring it up. So the tech knows how to bring it up. Yeah. And we'll, it'll be improvised within the the whole middle of it. And then we'll plan like an ending sort of beat. So with Garrett, it was just tell me about the terrible working conditions at the North Pole. And then I'll I'll be like, hey, have you ever thought about like unionizing? And that's his cue to be like, we don't say that word. (laughs) And also the tech's cue to play sleigh bells from the, 
from the Spotify playlist, and he's like, it's Santa, and he runs away. <laughs> so that's where it's like you 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 bring it up as casually as can yeah, be, yeah. but then it has like a formal, you know, denouement like ha, you know, like it was a sketch kind of ha, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's we've been conceiving a lot of fun sort of logic to things on Wednesdays as opposed to sitting there and like writing everything everyone's going to say. Yeah. And that's been, there's so many talented improvisers and yeah. so many stand-ups that like myself have like untapped improvisational potential that just like, there's not a lot of formats where you get to use those muscles. Right. Right. So I'll put in my plug that one of my favorites is the well girl. We don't have to identify <laughs> uh, the, who the well girl of actually course. is. But I, I'm, I'm a big fan of the well girl. A comic stuck in a well. Yeah, yeah. That is on the first, I'm just going to, I'll name her. It's Catherine Hutchins. <laughs> Brilliant improviser. She's been on like eight or nine shows, truly. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say it here on record. If I, that's the plan is the first time I get like sick is like she'll be my Joan Rivers, like guest host of the show. Nice, nice. Uh, but. I don't, we don't remember. I don't remember. In the very first like practice writers meeting, uh-huh. somehow comic stuck in a well came up, <laughs> and it was like it's all, it was almost like a running thing where I was like, "Here's so we could do this kind of show." And she's like, "I noticed there's no comic stuck in a well." <laughs> and now we've done it like five or six yeah. times, and I'm like, "Bluff called." We have to continually think of well related humor. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's another good example of something that seems very casual. Mm-hmm. And maybe no one noticed but me that I introduced the comic second well one week with fountains of Wayne sink to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot of subtext, a lot of yeah. mental energy going into this stuff. <laughs> are, are your, uh, I mean, are all of your, your creative juices flowing into the show are there other things that you're you're dabbling in creatively um i mean it's yeah it's it's all sort of like a a sh- you know a show centric thing or yeah. or i mean uh, definitely music has become something that i'm just kind of doing at night uh a lot to sort of unwind and get my mind off of this stuff half the time yeah. um so there's yeah i've been writing a lot of songs lately that are just straight up regular music and don't <laughs> they're not gonna end up on the show uh so that's that's happening um but yeah most the rest of my brain is like how do we you know, what about this or um i do i do have one kind of idea and it's i shouldn't spoil it on here because <laughs> if i don't do it i'll be like why do you say it on a podcast uh. <laughs> but ba- but i'll tell you off mike but like a merchandise idea that i think could really be something uh-huh and be part of the show, but ah, it, it's okay. that's TBD. We'll have to all see. Right, right. But that—that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, all. Not only are they flowing mostly show. The show is like, you know, it just causes this like exponential effect because it's. I keep saying stand up is kind of doing it so long, with such a. You know, we made the label. We did all this other stuff, but like, in terms of on stage, performer energy. You just do stand. You just tell jokes. Yeah. You're just talking, and it's like standing that thing where you stand in the doorway with your arms against the sides, and when you step forward, your arms go ah, <laughs> all on their own. <laughs> so yeah, it's there's a we the output for 13 weeks is is astounding. When I sit back and look, yeah. Um, are you recording 
video on on the shows at all? Here and there. Yeah. Um, that's like sort of next on the list of to make that look professional. Because mm. um, yeah, I've I've got an old phone. I've been setting up here and there to get some monologue jokes, but yeah. So because those are by nature disposable, I'll put them on TikTok and, and the other socials. But uh, yeah, it's almost been nice to just kind of not worry about yeah taping or or what to do with it in yeah. the early stages. Right. Um, I mean, you're you're in your you know baby stages. Mm-hmm. Learn to walk. Yeah. Get the hang of that. But and that, then you can tackle. That has crossed our minds um, to to when that gets set up to like be achievable. And honestly, the thing I'm finding the most is that I have a finite amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll shout out that. Mason Pitlock, who was also helping a producer role. And he was the artistic director that, that mm-hmm. approved the pitch in the first place. Yeah, I, I laid it all out where I'm like, yeah, because I'll, I'll resume doing stuff on TikTok on a semi-regular basis, podcast after the show, and it all kind of feeds into itself. And uh. he's like, this is a lot of work, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so gung-ho, of course. Uh-huh. Um, but in practice, um, yeah, I, I need both good cameras and audio stuff and a person to do all that back-end work yeah. for me. Um, so we'll sort that out, but but yeah, we we are very excited. I think I'm very excited. Yeah. In in the long term sense of like, not only is this really fun to do, and I think sustainable the way we're doing it, and fun for the crowds, but a unique opportunity to like, you know, create unique content every week that yeah. is well thought out and entertaining. Like, right. I almost hate saying the word content because it has all these all this weight, but like, yeah. We're there's there's a lot of potential in that. Yeah. You know? Um, both for the show and, and for the theater, but you know, for everybody, you know, I wanna do this show. This it it would be an insane dream to do this for eleven years. And then we have yeah. not only that's what I want, okay? Because <laughs> sure thing was very gratifying and I love you, Val. <laughs> I love talking about it. But maybe my least favorite recurring thing in the few interviews we did at about the end of it is mm-hmm. who are all the famous comics that did the show? Mm. And it was it's gratifying they did it. I love yeah, the list. Sure. I love all of them. It's it was neat for me, but I don't give it that's the thing I give the least shit about. Uh-huh. I want to do Fallout Tonight for eleven years and it's half the cast of SNL got their start on my show. Oh. You know what I mean? I wanna yeah. bring these people to the world. Not be like Gerard Carmichael came to me one time, like. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, so it is that is exciting because it's like I want people to see how talented this community is. In a way that, <laughs> and also how talented this community already was. Yes. Before, some arbitrary point in the time, mm-hmm. when other elements arrived yes and that's as specific as i'll get <laughs> i'll say uh uh n- number number two on the top 10 comedy uh stories of 2023 as written by moi in the austin chronicle uh, <laughs> oh yeah it was on your list there. Yeah. <laughs> it was on my list i could not i couldn't <laughs> ignore it <laughs> i had to say it <laughs> and it's definitely had an impact <laughs> 
But, you know, and, and actually, you know, before COVID, I could tell you, yeah, there's no other show like your show. Now there's 500 million thousand shows happening in Austin. I can't tell you that there's an exact, there isn't an, uh, you know, a, a similar show, but I've got a pretty good beat on the, uh, on the scene. I, I don't think there is. <laughs> well, I felt, well, that, that's like, I feel a, a much more dead certainty about Paula Tonight being a show only I would do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, because yeah, there's not, I don't, there's a couple other, like, there's at least one other sort of like newsy format. But we, that's another sort of surprising thing about the show is other than the monologue, uh-huh. fuck news. <laughs> no one cares about the yeah. news. We'll have the occasional thing that sort of is, you know, Christmas or whatever. But, yeah, but yeah. like, we're not doing like politics in depth stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'll have one joke in the monologue maybe about political headlines. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Just, just the more like silliness and the more character stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is so much less Daily Show or Weekend Update esque than I would have predicted. Yeah, in a very mm-hmm. fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's making you happy. That that's the big thing. Just, <laughs> you know, you being happy with it and having fun and feeling like you know you've got that expressive freedom to. And again, going back to just like, just like your thing, you had a great partner. You have a great partner. You've got great partners mm-hmm. that make it all work. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it without these two fellas. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, because like uh, Lisa and Mason were, have been in a producer role. Probably once a month, they'll be able to make the writers meeting and, and pop mm-hmm. on the show or, or whatever. But um, a lot of it was like I spent. I kind of called it um, like I spent the whole summer doing like my own Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> what? Of just like. <laughs> Because, like, John, I see all the time, but I actually probably hadn't talked to Adam in, like, a year. Hmm. Maybe more since the pandemic, you know, uh-huh. how it can be. So I was just like, oh, hey, man, you want to hang out? And then, like, mid-hangout, just be like, Brendan's moving, you know. And, and just, <laughs> I forgot how I get into it. But, you know, I went to Adam, or I, I started having really productive conversations with Lisa. And mm. ended up recruiting Mason to be part of it during the pitch meeting for it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like other, or like a McRae. We've only ended up having once, but, you know, sorry. Uh, he's. I was just like, you ever think of, like, character stuff that doesn't really fit in stand You know, like, uh-huh. so just, yeah, that thing where you just approach people and yeah. bring them back out of the woodwork. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Adam and John specifically, um, not just to help me put put it together, but be here even on nights when they're not on stage. And yeah. We do the, the podcast after, and it which really helps us think about it. It's just this whole new stage, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm very excited. Awesome. I'm very excited for you. <laughs> okay. I have been holding on to my last little round of questions. Okay. Uh, this goes back to our very first episode together where okay. we talked about the infamous Hercule Poirot. Sure. Yeah. Have you watched any good Poirot lately? Lately, I mean, I've seen a couple of these movies, I guess, yeah. which are really, you know, I'm glad those are at least getting it out there so mm-hmm. I can make like a Poirot reference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, they were, they were kind of silly fun, both, both the two. I didn't see the Haunting in Venice one yet. Uh, yeah, I, I did uh, see that one. But I saw Death on the Nile mm-hmm. and, and uh, Murder on the Orient Express, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Kenneth, Kevin, uh, Kenneth Branagh is Kenneth growing Branagh. on me as, as Poirot. Well, I just mean, like, I don't know if they're the best thing in the world, <laughs> but there's not a ton of, like, stuff like that at the movies anymore, where it's yeah. just, like, a mid-budget mystery with a bunch of famous, but, like, yeah. make more of this sort of thing. I don't know. Which is all basically the original story of Agatha Christie, so it's just basically a reboot sure. every time yeah, yeah. That, that you make it. Uh, but I've, so I've seen two out of the three of those. I, I'm very far behind on, if anyone's played them in the last decade on PBS or, or what have you. I can't find the, my favorite, of course, is the David Suchet, uh-huh. Suchet, whatever, however you pronounce his name, uh, his, his series. And I can't, you can't find it on streaming unless you pay. I'm not willing to pay you know, for him you know despite what, it. You don't want the PBS app? <laughs> no, I don't want to pay. I'm already paying so much. I can't. I cancel all my streaming services. Oh wow, that's bold. I reverse cord cut or whatever. Is well, it bold now? Now, if I really want to do, I'll just do a month of Netflix and then I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Then I save eighty dollars a month. It's incredible. I mean, we're really just—it's we're just going back to the days of cable because now they're putting ads. They're they, all yep. of them that were yep. ad free. They're either going to charge you to not do ads, or they're just going to force them down your your throat. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we're back to cable and, <laughs> you know, basic cable television format now. So it's kind of like, okay. Yeah. Or like every time I order something on Amazon, they'll be like, do you want Prime for a month for free? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Let's see what you got. I'll save money on shipping for a month and cancel it again. Uh, so, yeah. And, you know. Somebody at work today, because I mentioned like reading a book, they were like, oh, have you finished that yet? I'm like, God, no. I've been... oh. <laughs> I realized like, you know, and we'll see about work-life balance in, in the show and stuff, yeah. but this is a lot of what I do. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was up late last night uh, photoshopping Steamboat <laughs> Willie into some stuff <laughs> for a bit that's not going to be very long, because... <laughs> I could only, it's very labor intensive, it turns out, yeah. to Photoshop. Things. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's, I'm I'm not, I have to do the bit. I gotta, you gotta commit. We gotta, yeah. Seamboat Willie movie thing after the monologue today. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Let, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, do you want to revisit your one word for the future? I bet. I bet I stand by it, whatever it was. Did I, limitless? Yep, there we go. <laughs> oh, that was easy. And that, okay, so but like <laughs> that, you know, it's been very hard to when people are like, "How is the show going?" Mm. Um, because I don't know how to describe how thrilling and exciting it has been for me in a way that makes that it either sounds like I'm very like, you know, you're always cautious against sounding egotistical, and yeah, because yeah. it's it's not even super well attended yet or anything, but. But it's so it's so freeing mentally mm-hmm. in this way that I didn't feel blocked necessarily. Yeah. It is it feels like doing drugs. It is, <laughs> you know, like like I could feel it in real time. I think the fourth week when we had like a crowd of forty people uh-huh. after three weeks of like, you know, and I just you know I was bouncing all around the room. It's it's crazy how how well it's going. Yeah, from my, in my own perception. <laughs> yeah. So the. Limitless. I feel like I'm in the limitless pill. Is uh. is why I went on this tangent. <laughs> but yeah, I'll stand by limitless. You know. Anything else that uh, you want to talk about? Tell people about before we wrap up. 
coming up in the future. Uh, oh, well, this is all in the works in terms of Sure Thing Records. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been talking about it for what feels like five or six years now. <laughs> but we might make our first foray into video. Ooh. In the upcoming year, which is to say, record a special. Wow. Where you can also see the person telling jokes. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? That's a revolutionary concept. Our things we like to <laughs> we like to arrive at a format decades after <laughs> it's already been pioneered. So, you know, comedy albums probably that's like a seventies thing. Uh -huh. and now we're ten years later when when HBO started having like specials that were yeah up. so here we are <laughs> that's in the works um you know mac blake's full length at, at some point in 2024 uh fallout tonight wise i mean this is up in the air i mean uh, it's every friday night at fallout theater yeah 9 30 uh half stand-up half variety the initial thinking when pitching the show i was like oh this is so much work here's what we do maybe we take the summer off, two, three months or something. Uh -huh. It's it just it's just a straight up showcase for a few months. Ah. Then we come back with season two. Ooh. We also planned initially to maybe like do that for Black Friday or these two that were around the holidays. And then when these holiday shows were coming up, we're like, no, I can do the show, dude. <laughs> nice. So it is a lot of work, but it's almost especially for these last holiday ones that's that's almost easier work than trying to get the word out that it's just a showcase yeah this week. yeah yeah so i'm really and i keep saying to john i'm like i guess we'll find out when it gets closer but at the end of like may or whenever i'm like maybe we just keep doing the yeah. show i'll take a break when i need to but just get like guest hosts and, and and certainly you know there's a week or two that adam or john couldn't be at the you know there's i only want as much of everyone as they have to offer mm-hmm but I think we could maybe do 52 shows this, <laughs> this new year, the first one of which is Moments from Now. Yeah. Uh, so come to Fallout Theater every Friday night. Uh, you know. Also, if you like podcasts, we do one after the show called Signing Off, yeah. which I don't know. Uh, <laughs> people do listen, you, uh -huh. uh, but I, I'm not sure what they get out of it. I feel mm. like it's mostly for us, <laughs> as most podcasts are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we do. Um, there's a lot of jokes that end up on the on the Rogers room floor, or other ones that I'm like. Last week for the show, we made a 2024 bingo card as like a gag, you know, and it was such a, a quick bit to show people. I was like, let's just go down all 25 jokes we wrote for this on the podcast because, like, <laughs> what if any of this stuff actually happens this year? Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's true. You need to very silly it. predictions, yeah. right? Exactly. So, yeah, the show generates a lot of stuff that ends up on the podcast or on social media or yeah. whatever. So, uh, just, yeah, come to the show. Follow us on all channels. Uh, it's mostly what I'll be up to. Yeah. Very good. All right, that is a wrap on Comedy Wham Presents Duncan Carson. One, two, three, four, five, number six. Number six. R number six. Duncan, tell us where we can find you on social media and... Uh, do that that plug again. I'm at hurts. I'm at a Duncan Carson on Instagram. I'd say it's probably the new default place, right? Yeah. Because I don't like the other ones. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow Fallout underscore Tonight on Instagram, or just Fallout Tonight on TikTok. Uh, Facebook. Don't go there. I don't yeah. use that. 
<laughs> that's. <laughs> I need to get better about all this stuff. But yeah, follow follow me on Instagram. That's that's the chief place. Watch them stories. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Very good. And the promo game is good. Thank so you. I mean, tonight. That's 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 my my other big pivot is I'm I was tired of making a new flyer every week. So now I make essentially trading cards. Yeah. Of everyone on the show each week. Yeah. And it's not only faster but more convenient because tonight Tori Poole has allergies, so she was like, "I can't do it." I was like, "Oh, Jason Rodriguez, are you available?" Yes. Nice. Uh, and I already had a little image for him and all, so I was like, "Hey, look who hopped on the show! Uh, look how professional this enterprise is." <laughs> Got a whole graphic department at standby. <laughs> oh, the things you learn for your art form. <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed learning about how Duncan got to be the comedic genius you heard today just as much as I have. This has been Comedy Wayne Presents Duncan Carson. I can't. I'm not endorsing comedic genius. I'll take it, but know that it was not my idea. <laughs> I'm Valerie, and that's been funny. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.